4: Block Talk Radio.
5: We're live.
3: We we are live, and I'm trying to put in theme song. Oh. Here's our theme
5: song. This <laughs> <You've been
3: laughs> This this is the first time that uh, I think the theme song has worked uh, right off the bat. Usually it right. takes a while. Um. Welcome in to uh, Titan Size Live. We we are live. Before we uh, actually get started with the draft, we're going to give everyone some some time to to roll in. Um, I, I want to say thank you because as I look back on like our stats from recent episodes, we, we've had a lot of of listen, listeners to uh, some of our recent episodes, more so than than we had even during the season. So. Uh, thank you to everyone that listens. Uh, I'm Luke Worsham. I'm here with Matthias Wadner and Will Lomas. How are you guys doing?
5: Doing well. I would like to echo the sentiments about our uh, viewers, our list, not viewers, listeners, and uh, just our readers in general. You guys are awesome. Titan size is a, as big as it's ever been. Uh, and, you know, we, this is fun. Uh, I, we love doing podcasts. Uh, and it just makes it all the more, all the better that you guys actually listen to it and enjoy it. Yeah, you guys are great. Uh, Thanks for
2: listening.
3: We keep listening. So what we're doing tonight is uh, a full mock draft, or, or a mock draft of the full first round of the NFL Seven draft, rounds. which starts Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> no. 256 um, picks. <laughs> I, I plan on going to sleep before tomorrow comes. Um, yeah. You know, uh, so we're going to be doing all 32 picks. Um, We're going to alternate. I'm going to randomly pick the order in a minute. And how it's going to work is we're going to not necessarily do a mock draft in the sense of who we think they might take, but rather if we were in this team's shoes, who we would take for them. Um, And I think that's going to be fun. Uh, We did something kind of like this. Pretty recently, um, but it was a long time ago, I guess. So, and uh, someone asked me on Twitter earlier today, "Are we gonna allow trades?" Um, I saw that. What do you guys feel about that? Because I think if if you have a pick and you want to trade down, and if there's a realistic team
5: for you to trade down with, I think we could do that. Yeah, if you want, we have to come up with like with like the compensation, of course. Yeah.
2: If I get the Titans pick and I'm like, I'm just going to trade with whoever my (laughs) highest pick is and move into the top five.
4: (laughs) Or trade back. There's
3: nothing I like.
2: Yeah, add 14 (laughs) first-rounders.
3: Was it you, Will, that said, uh, kind of in general about this draft, there just aren't that many first-round quality players?
2: No, there's there's like, uh, if you kind of filter out the positions the Titans don't need, there's like eight guys that are consensus first rounders that make sense to yeah. us um, it, it's it's really kind of a weird draft, which on one hand seems bad but at the same time like a lot of the guys we don't need are inside uh <clears throat> interior offensive linemen like guards and centers like frank ragnow is somebody who's been pushed up a lot lately and it looks like he's gonna go top 20 the center from arkansas which is he's really good but I, I've said before, I wouldn't take an interior offensive lineman in the first round. Like, I've made that mistake before.
5: Um, wow. I think eight is actually, exactly, yeah. I have about eight guys I would take in the first round. And then everyone else, I'm just, eh, I don't really like them.
2: Yeah, it's, it, yeah, and, like, the good news is is there's, what, like, six quarterbacks that could go, three wide receivers that may go. I mean, there's probably six offensive linemen between every position that, that maybe makes sense. Uh, depending on how you feel um, about guys who might have to switch positions and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, if you do that quick math, that's what 15 players and the Titans pick 25. So if you've got eight, all you have to do is get a little bit lucky and, you know, you can kind of, you know, find a way to get a guy that'll be an impact player in your team. But you know, it's just a matter of – and the good thing is, is we're doing this now, but it's a matter of if the other evaluators feel the same way that we do. But, but we'll all kind of get our input on this, so this will be good.
5: Yeah. To, pick 25 kind of sucks, to be honest. <laughs> I like no. uh, the, the Winning the playoff game was fun, but I don't like picking this low.
2: Yeah. I
3: mean, Titans fans are used to picking in the top five anyway. Yeah. Or top
5: ten at least, you know.
3: Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and say before before, before we pick the order, um, you can call in into the show if you're sitting here listening at home on uh, on Blog Talk Radio, or maybe there's another way you're listening that I don't know about. Um, but if you're listening to the show, you can call in and talk to us at 760-587-4082. If you call that number that puts you right with us, it's toll-free, and I will bring you into the show, and we will ask you to tell us your name and to give us advice on on the pick that we're currently on. Or if you just want to talk about the Titans pick, uh, you can call in and certainly do that as well. We'll spend some time on the Titans pick once we get there. Uh, but again, the number to call in, 760-587-4082. Now, we're going to pick the order. Uh, so here we go. I'm doing it the exact same way that we did the uh, – The who was it? The one, the Titans all-time draft, like the all-time Titans players. I'm doing it the same way we did that. So here's the order. Um, no, because I, uh, I think I ended up with double picks. So I I had third, I guess. Maybe I had the middle. I don't know. But it's different this time because uh, with the first pick, and then every third pick after that will be Will. Followed Woo! by Matthias and then myself. So, Will, you get both of the Browns' picks. Followed by Matthias with the New York Giants, at least for the moment with the New York Giants. And <laughs> then me at number three Ooh. with uh, – who, who is it? Three, the Jets?
5: Yeah. That's, that's like a nice <laughs> yeah, pick. I, I need, that's a nice I'll, pick. Clear,
3: clearly, I need to pull up the draft order Yeah,
5: because uh, I, uh way, I, I'm not – yeah. Before we get started, uh, they're doing like the ESPN uh, mock draft right now on ESPN with the NFL Nation reporters from ESPN, and um, uh, Cameron Wolf just took Sam Hubbard at twenty-five, uh, and I want to oh die. But yeah. he, he friend, was, friend,
4: like friend, that was the the show,
5: Cameron Wolf. I know, yeah. yeah, but that was the exact like worst case scenario right there because Van Der Esch was gone, Rashawn Evans was gone, Harold Landry was gone. Like you could even take like. Haven, Brian. It, it was it was a bad pick. I'm assuming if that happens, the Titans are just going to trade down. That's what I'm assuming. Probably.
2: But, draft yeah. literally anybody else. Draft Maurice Hurst. Like, draft anybody else.
5: Oh, yeah. I don't know if Hurst... Did... Apparently Hurst is, like, falling severely.
2: Yeah, but people said that about uh, to Lele, too, and then he just barely fell out of the top 10 or whatever, and then he went on to be yeah. a part of one of the best defenses we've seen in a while.
3: Uh, so one final time for the moment if you want to call into the show give us advice on a pick we're starting at the very top with the Browns and then working our way down every third pick 760-587-4082 to call into the show It is toll free you can talk to us um so Will I'm going to give you a a minute since it's the first pick you you may already know who you want to take
1: Uh, but but
3: Will you were on the clock with the Cleveland Browns uh so, so think about who you want to pick. And while, while he's thinking, Matthias, we can kind of uh, talk about sure. the position that the Browns are in. Uh, they obviously need a quarterback. And this is a team that, you know, obviously their franchise has been, has been so poorly run for so long, but I feel like they have some talent on offense. You have David Njoku, a sober Josh Gordon. They did lose Joe Thomas to retirement. Uh, but this is a team, and even on defense, they have some pieces. No, if they're able to kind of stack up quality draft picks that aren't just busts, they could win
5: five, six games this year, I feel like, especially
3: with Tyrod Taylor, who is a lot better than Deshaun Kaiser to say the least.
5: Yeah, and we, we've we kind of been saying about the Browns that they definitely have talent. I mean, we even said it last offseason. Um, I thought they, they strung a couple good drafts together, um, and they accumulated a bunch of picks, and the talent on their roster really wasn't that bad. But I mean, it's pretty clear that Hugh Jackson's a terrible head coach. Uh, how he still has a job, I have no I, I have no idea. But uh, I mean, but did, I mean, on did offense, he flop
3: with the Raiders too a couple years ago? Yeah, he was terrible.
5: Like five, six terrible. years ago. Yeah, he's one in thirty-one as, as head coach of the Browns. But I mm. mean, they, they have they have talent on both sides of the ball, really. I mean, they, they obviously have needs. Uh, and it, personally, I would go quarterback, and then at four, probably best player available. But I don't know. I, they should have enough to, to take a step forward, but I, with their coach, I don't think they will.
3: Matias, you want to uh, kind of do a thread on the Titan-sized accounts of, of the picks we take?
5: Yeah, I could do that.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah
3: that's, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, oh. So, Will, your, your clock is up. It is now time for you to make your selection. So uh, you're the Cleveland Browns, number one overall. Uh, give us an explanation and then tell us who you're picking.
2: Okay, um, so there's really four quarterbacks in this class that are, you know, really good uh, and have the potential to be better. It's Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Rosen. So I, it ultimately came down to me, to Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. I, I really like mm-hmm. Josh Rosen, but I, he's got this weird negative vibe about him. And I think he, yeah. like he would be in the Hugh Jackson locker room and he would want to know why they were doing stuff. And Hugh Jackson oh. like, looks like a Bond villain. So like, I feel like he would give him <laughs> just the business and I feel like they would hate each other. Then you'd have a quarterback running your head coaching search in a year. And it just, it just seems like that would be destined to fail with Rosen. So um, it, it came down to those two and, I like Baker Mayfield better, but I feel like if he went number one to Cleveland uh, and Darnold was good, even if Baker Mayfield was pretty good too, like it would destroy that fan base. So I'm going to go ahead and give him Sam Darnold, even though I think he may have a moderate ceiling, but I think he has a pretty high floor. And with uh, Corey Coleman and uh, Jarvis Landry and all those receivers, I mean, I think if you just give them a competent player, that they will be pretty good
5: on offense. That's uh, fair, admit, that's probably what's going to happen.
4: Yeah,
3: I, I had technical difficulties and was lost for a minute. Who did you
5: who did you take?
3: Uh, I actually
2: traded down to the number four pick mm-hmm. and traded Correct. back up. So now Cleveland has the number one pick, but they've <laughs> actually given up a pick to get there.
4: Um,
3: That would be a a very Cleveland thing to do, to trade with themselves. (laughs) That's
4: revolutionary.
5: But, yeah, we Sam Darnold,
3: quarterback, USC. All right. I I think that's the right choice. I mean, he's clearly – Rosen is is maybe a better football player than Sam Darnold, but a lot of people really like Sam Darnold the person, and you don't see that with Rosen. And – you know, we talk about Josh Allen. Well, well, he's just a big arm. Sam Darnold isn't. Yeah, he has the, the turnover problems, but he's not just a big arm. He, he's an accurate quarterback, and, and I, I like Sam Darnold a lot. So, uh, Matthias, you, you are now on the clock with the New York Giants. This is, perhaps of all the picks, the biggest, number one, trade possibility, but number two, uh, this pick really shakes up the whole draft because if the Giants take a quarterback to move on from Eli Manning, uh, that does some damage to perhaps what the Buffalo Bills are wanting to do. Um, but if they decide to you know, take a, uh, the pass rusher, Bradley Chubb, maybe they go Saquon Barkley, uh, the quarterback market kind of heats up when you get to picks two, three, four, and five. So, Matias, you're on the clock, and I'll go ahead and ask you, do you want to make the pick or trade
5: down? Uh, I'm going to make the pick and I'm going to make this very easy. We're going to take quarterback Josh Rosen from UCLA. Wow. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I see, I see no reason to not take a quarterback with this pick. If you're the giants and you go a different direction than quarterback, then I don't even know what you're doing. Where are you going to get with 37 year old Eli Manning? Who's been bad for the last, what? Five, five years or so bad
3: when they won Uh, the Super Bowl.
5: I know. Well, he, I don't even know if he's ever been good, to be honest. But whatever, I'm not going to get into hot takes. You need to prepare for the future. Um, I think their, their offense isn't bad. I mean, obviously, they, need, they probably need a running back, but I mean, Wayne Gallman isn't terrible. Um, I don't know why they signed jo- Jonathan Stewart. That that was weird. Uh, but they have, I mean, yeah, Odell was Odell really Beckham is still there. That was really weird. They have Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard's there. I, I really like him. I, li- I like those two as as my starting two receivers. Uh, they just signed Cody Latimer, who has a little bit of untapped potential, and uh, he was really good in college, and he showed out a little bit last year when he got a chance with the Broncos. They got Evan Ingram um obviously the offensive line is is a bit of it's always been a work in progress um but I mean they have talent on defense also it's not a terrible defense and I think uh Ben McAdoo just that was not a good era um and I think with Pat Shermer who's a bit of a a bit of a well I'm not gonna say revolutionary but he's a really good offensive coach um I think giving him a quarterback that he he can really work with like Josh Rosen uh especially for Shermer's type of offense uh, with the Vikings, I think Rosen really fits out well. And I see no reason not to take him at this point.
3: Uh, Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense.
5: I mean, I don't think Eli Manning is very
3: good. I never really have, but especially as old as he is now, I just don't know where they're uh, wanting to where, where they're wanting to go.
2: Yeah. Okay. So here's the weird thing about all this is I've kind of gotten in my head about this because that makes so much sense. But at the same time, Saquon Barkley would be almost a carbon copy of what happened to Dallas when they were picking top five when Tony Romo was uh, still
3: there. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
2: When they
3: but they do we
4: know?
3: Do, 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 do we know that? Uh, well, first of all, the Dallas Cowboys ended up with a franchise quarterback in round four, which doesn't just happen. But right, number two, right, so do I'm I'm we do we know that Saquon
4: Barkley is
2: as good as Ezekiel Elliott? Is Ezekiel Elliott an also running back? I don't think so. Do we know that Dak Prescott is good? Because he didn't look good this year when Zeke wasn't playing.
5: He was terrible. He was really bad.
2: So here's the thing. New York has seen it up close four times now in the past two years. I wonder if they think we can recreate that. We've got a better defense. We'll fix the offensive line down in the draft. And and that's how they approach it. I don't don't think that's the right decision. But there's one team that's successfully drafted a running back and shape of their franchise around it quickly. And that's the, uh, the Cowboys and they've had a front row seat for it. So I wonder if that's kind of in the back of their mind when they're making their picks.
3: We talked about this with Jim Coburn on our last podcast episode. I don't know that there's a ton of drop-off between taking Saquon Barkley at four and getting Ronald Jones at the top of the second round.
2: I mean, there, there may yeah. not be, but it, it's, it's one of, like I say he's Barkley's a really good athlete. His problem is he kind of has that Chris Johnson in him where if he can't find space, he's been so athletic for his whole life that he could put his foot in the ground and reverse field or cut it up. field. I mean, he's got that level of athleticism, which when you get to the, uh, to the NFL level, it doesn't always keep you a step ahead. So, you know, can he adapt? Can he turn into Le'Veon Bell where he gets patience? I, I don't know. But I, like I said, I think that would be the wrong decision. But I could see them making it.
3: Um, we're going to go ahead and move on to pick number three. That's me. Uh, and, and since, by the way, if a team is in a position that they traded up to be in, uh, then you can't trade down. So I have I have the Jets who traded up to be at three. So I'm not. I can't move. Uh, so I am going to obviously. It traded a team. lot to get there. They did, and uh, they're going to end up with someone that. Uh, I really like, and that's Baker Mayfield. Um, I think that's the easy pick uh, if with Rosen being off the board. Um, look, the two concerns with Baker Mayfield are his personality, obviously. But what I'm more concerned about, I don't care about the height. I've said it before. Quarterback, three things matter. Are you going to make your teammates hate you? Can you throw an accurate football? Can you move your feet? I guess a fourth, can you process plays mentally? He does really three of those things, and I think his teammates at Oklahoma really liked him, despite perhaps the character flaws. Uh, So the the really thing that I'm worried the most about is his uh, ability to translate his athleticism to the next game. Is he going to be Zach Mettenberger? Maybe not quite that bad, but this is a guy who got away with a lot at Oklahoma because he was able to escape the pocket. And after running mm-hmm. the, a 40-yard a, a dash in the mid-4.8s, I don't know that he's going to have that same ability in the NFL. So he's going to have to learn to be more of a pocket quarterback. But he's got the arm, he's got the accuracy, and he's got quick enough feet, not fast, but quick enough feet, where I feel like he will be a very effective starting quarterback in the NFL as long as he, uh,
5: he, he keeps his, I guess, arrogance to a limit. So – some of some of the things he did in college in terms of escaping the pocket and stuff like that and just making plays on, on the run. Um reminded me a little bit of Russell Wilson, but obviously he's not as athletic as Russell Wilson is. Um, yeah. so I think the yeah. next somewhat somewhat I guess somewhat comparable, uh would be Tony Romo. Um in that bit of like improvisation that he could do uh when plays break down and when the pocket breaks down. Um I and I, I think I'm he's more athletic than, than Romo Sam Darnold
3: compared to Tony Romo a lot.
5: Mm. Yeah. d they're both yeah. a little bit similar in the way that they could that they can improvise on the run and and they don't they don't really panic uh when the pocket um when the pocket collapses. I I really I like I like almost all of the quarterbacks, uh the top quarterbacks in this draft. Darnold, Rosen, and Mayfield and, and Lamar Jackson, I think I think you can't go wrong with any of them, to be honest. So
3: our top three picks are all quarterbacks. We have uh, Darnold one, Rosen two, and Mayfield three. That's really the big three at quarterback. They're all off the board now. We move on now to back to the Cleveland Browns. That's where Will is. Um, he does have the option to trade down if he can find a uh, a good suitor. Although with all the, the the quarterbacks really off the board, I don't know that he's going to find one. Um, again, you can call into the show and, and tell us why why we're wrong. Uh, talk about the Titans. Whatever you want to do. Uh, The number to call in is 760-587-4082. That's 760-587-4082. We talked about the Browns before Will made his first pick, um, and now that he took Sam Sam Darnold, uh, you still have the good not quarterbacks on the board, sort of the most talked about players that aren't quarterbacks. Uh, So he kind of has his pick of the litter, assuming he wants to stay at four. Are you going to stay at four, Will? Yeah, I am. Okay,
2: um, are you ready to pick? Sure. Um, okay, so again, it's one of those things where I don't think that running backs should be rated that high because of how much success we've seen on day two and day three with running backs. So I thought about Saquon Barkley, but it just wasn't really a fit. Uh, I ended up going with Bradley Chubb from North Carolina State. I like um, I think. I think he's – one of the safest players he may not have uh, elite athleticism but he still checks a lot of boxes we talked with uh, jim coburn about him last week you know he's he's functionally athletic he's got you know plenty of almost everything except his bend could be a little bit better but the good news is he gets to play with miles garrett now so now he gets to be part of maybe the best pass rush tandem in the nfl like it'll be them and the chargers So, and the Chargers has has made a bad defense look good by being really good on the edges. So, I think Cleveland can do the same thing. I'm not really sure how the rest of that defense is going to hold up. So, the best way to kind of mask all those mistakes isn't to bring in a linebacker, which some teams do. It's, you know, make sure you've got constant pressure on uh, the quarterback and then just be really aggressive in your coverage, which is what Greg Williams will do. So, that that made the most sense to me.
5: I think yeah. Bradley Chubb's the best best player in this draft, and with Bradley Chubb, I think the Browns might have one of the best defensive lines in the entire league, and that's not even hyperbole, really. And you yeah.
3: know, when we looked at, at Miles Garrett going number one last year, the comparison we often heard, not just because they were from the same school, uh, the comparison we often heard was Von Miller, because that that highly athletic, bendy defensive end. But yet, still has really nice, you know, prototypical size. Can get physical in the run game. I don't think Bradley Chubb is that, but I think maybe he could be a, a Brian Arakpo, Chandler Jones type, and you could do a lot worse than that as your mm-hmm. second pass rusher.
2: Yeah, Ch- Chandler Jones, by the way, is maybe the the best edge player in the NFL. Uh, I mean, he's not necessarily the guy who bends the best, but if you go back and look over the last five years of who's been the most consistently productive, I think he leads the NFL in sacks and tackles for loss. So you don't always need a Vaughn Miller or somebody with elite speed like that to be – Terry, you don't have to have that prototype to be a good pass rusher in the NFL. And, you know, I think having one of each of those would be – like like I said, I just think they would be the best pass rushing tandem in the NFL.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. All right, Matthias, you are
3: up with uh, the Denver Broncos. They're in a trade-down spot too, although, mm-hmm. uh, again, with, with all the quarterbacks off the board, I don't know that you could find an option that we would all agree made
5: sense. Uh, Broncos are in a bit of a weird spot if this is how the draft plays out. So they lost to Aqib so they're probably going to attack cornerback at one at some point. And as much as I love Denzel Ward, I, I don't think he's a top five, top five worthy selection. Uh, you could go quarterback here. I mean, I, I love Lamar Jackson, uh, but they just signed Case Keenum to a pretty hefty contract. Uh, obviously, Paxton Lynch is not the answer. Um, so I'm, I guess, I'm going to go with a bit of a sure thing. I don't know if it's a sure thing, but um, I guess the safest, the safest route. Uh, and even though I don't agree with the. With the positional value uh, of this pick, I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley for for the Denver Broncos. Uh, they need a running back. Uh, they, their running back depth chart right now is Devontae Booker, who has I never like really that. shown anything. Yeah, yeah, Devontae Booker, D'Angelo Henderson, who barely got any run. Uh, C.J. Anderson's gone. I, I don't even know where he went. Uh, and then they have Andy Janovich, who's a fullback. Uh, I think. He, Shaquan would be a really nice addition to that to that offense, and it, it would really help Case Keenum um, uh, in, in in the way that uh, Jarek McKinnon did last year.
1: I
3: yeah, think that's I a mean, good pick, and it's not one that we've seen really mocked a lot. Barkley to the Denver Broncos. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's
2: weird. It is really weird because everybody's acting like there's not a chance he'll fall past Cleveland at four. But if teams put a premiere on, or a, you know a premium on high on like the high graded positions which is quarterback, edge, left tackle, corner. I mean, there's every chance in the world he could fall to five. And then what do the Broncos do there? I mean, they didn't trade the pick, but they very well could on draft day. But if not, I mean, John Elway needs a hit. Even if he's not, yeah. you know, the best player in the draft, he's gotta quit missing on first round players. So yeah. this is a good this is a good time to get a solid guy and, you know, if you bomb next year, just say, look, we've got all the pieces on defense and on offense to be good. We just don't have the quarterback. And now that we have the number one overall pick, this is what we're going to do. So I, I like that pick a lot.
3: Yeah, I do too. I think it's a good pick. Uh, I guess that means I'm I'm up, right, with uh,
4: let's
3: see, who's six? The Indianapolis Colts, who traded down. Um hmm let's see um man this is uh tough because the Colts lack talent in the utmost regard they are very untalented um (laughs) and you know one of their problems has always been that uh that they can't protect Andrew Luck but I'm not going to Quentin Nelson at six. I just don't think he's he's that much of an impact player. Um, and this is always tough, also tough, because Chubb and Barkley are both off the board. They don't need a quarterback. Um, hmm. I'm going to go with uh, – I'm thinking – who I think may be the best player available. Um I'm going to go with uh the next Vontae Davis and that's Denzel Ward from Ohio State. Nice, nice.
5: Wow. Fan. I like him a lot.
2: Yeah.
3: I mean I, I think he he's supremely athletic. He's a day one starter and the Colts need talent. And if I thought there could be a way for someone to reasonably uh, trade up into this spot, perhaps I would do that, but I don't think there's a chance that happens. So uh, I'm going to stay put and take, uh, take Denzel Ward.
5: Yeah. Uh, I think the Colts are trying to trade down, but like, who, who's going to trade up? The Buccaneers, yeah. Bears, Niners, and Raiders don't need quarterbacks. So Yeah, that's the thing
2: is- they're going to have to give away the pick. And everybody says, oh, they're in a prime position to trade down because they don't want anybody. Yeah, well, the reason they don't want anybody is the same reason the next four teams don't want anybody either. So why pay a premium?
5: Yeah.
3: Um, so that puts, I guess, uh, pick number seven, who would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's Will. Everybody's favorite team, J- James Winston <laughs> and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know you guys don't like Colin Cowherd. I do. Uh, I watch his show a lot. And he said something last week that I thought you guys would like. They were talking about – um, who was it? Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. And he said, I think his ceiling is someone like a Brett Favre – or no, this was Joel Klatt actually that said this on, on the herd. He said, I think his ceiling is someone like an Andrew Luck, like a uh, – uh Brett Farr, he said, but I think his floor is Jameis Winston. Ladies and gentlemen, we are to the point where in draft analysis people people use Jameis Winston as someone's floor. That's yeah. that's exciting. It's
4: good that's to be fair.
2: Him him. And uh,
3: I think that's a pretty kind good of... comparison.
2: Yeah. It's, been I, kind uh, of bad, doing, right? it's it's the turnovers. It's all those like interceptions and fumbles he had, which is why he said that, because uh Darnold is super turnover prone. And speaking of all that, with the seventh pick, Tampa Bay is going to take Lamar Jackson. No, I'm just
4: kidding. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) I was like, what? We we don't like James, but uh, but he's
2: a franchise quarterback. I mean, if you don't want your franchise to go to the playoffs, yeah. Um, But, (laughs) uh, okay, so uh, with with the seventh pick, I'm going to take Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm -hmm, uh, Because when you look at the roster – There's not a ton of holes. Um, Their offensive line is bad, but there's no offensive tackle I like this high. Um, They could probably use something else at running back, but Barkley just went off the board. Their defensive backs are uh, Vernon Hargraves, Brent Grimes, Chris Conte, and Keith Tandy. So I think that you go ahead and you put uh, Minka Fitzpatrick as your safety and you let him also play your nickel corner role. That way in the future, if he's a really good, and, and by nickel corner, like I said, it's a Dory Jackson uh, can be considered a nickel corner. And what I mean by that is um, like some teams will flex that guy out and have him just play boundary. It, it Anyway. So I, I think that, what you do is you play him like a Dory where he stays on the boundary and you just rotate other guys in. Um, And then you let him play free safety the rest of the time. And if he's a really good corner next year, let him play corner full time. But if not, you found his limitations already while you still had Brent Grimes on the roster and you can adapt to that later, but they need somebody that can make plays in that second level. That's not a linebacker. And, And, I just don't know anybody on the team that can. As much as I like Vernon Hargraves coming out, I just don't think he's that guy. Uh,
3: Matias, you're on the clock now with the uh, Chicago Bears, but we do have a a caller, someone who has called into the show. Um, So I'm going to unmute him now. Uh, You've got a a Nashville area code. I don't know your name. So tell us your name. Um, Talk to us about what you think the Titans want to do or or what you want Matias to do with the Bears right now. Yeah, my name
4: is Garrett. Hey, Garrett. What's going on, guys? Uh, I don't have anything, a comment about the Titans or the Bears pick, but I do have uh, one problem with the Colts at six. I personally think that um, Clinton Nelson is the pick for them. Look, I think they have the worst roster in the NFL, and I don't think that's a stretch. So – their main goal should probably be to protect Andrew Luck, who, who again, might not even play for half this year. I w- I don't think it's a stretch to say that he's uh, going to be out for four weeks or anything. We don't even know. So I think that they know their roster so bad, and they're content with getting the probably the surest thing in the draft in Nelson and sucking for another year, really, because I think they'll be in the top five <laughs> next year regardless of who they pick. So I think Nelson is the safest bet for them at six.
3: My my counter to that would be, I mean, if your concern is getting protection for Andrew Luck, find someone to trade down with and get a Connor Williams, a Mike, Mc, Mc, whatever his name is, the, the tackle. Or whatever. Yeah,
4: yeah.
3: yeah I, I just think that a left tackle, even a, a mediocre one, is going to do a lot more for a team than than a guard would. I mean, think about it. The best guard in the NFL is probably either Zach Martin or Marshall Yonda. Would you trade
4: the sixth overall yes. pick for one yeah. of those guys? No, absolutely not. But I think that it's safe for them to, to do that because I don't think there's a player in this draft that gets them over five wins next year. And if someone does trade to that spot, I would say it has to be Buffalo because they have the ammunition to do it. A, mm-hmm. And I don't think that if I don't think that the Broncos or or the Browns at four or the Giants will trade out 'cause I think I personally think Barkley's going two. And then I think that uh, Chubb will go before six to uh, maybe Denver or the Browns at four. So I think that either the Colts trade out at six or draft Quentin Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for I, calling I, in. For Thanks, Thanks for listening. Yeah, I would, would so argue yeah, well,
3: that
2: a little bit in that uh, they brought in uh, Ryan Kelly a few years ago, and that was the plan with him. Is he supposed to be the anchor of the line? And he played center. He didn't play guard. But he, the whole thing was this, he'll help control the middle – and that hadn't really happened, but still you're gonna have to pay him good money in a couple of years to stay on a bad team. So now you're gonna end up paying Costanzo and Kelly twenty two, twenty five million a year, and now you're gonna invest a first round pick in guard, which makes sense in theory, but I, I don't I don't know that they'll be good enough to ever warrant that pick. To me, you take a guard but that's, and
4: yeah, here's my thing. Sorry. Yeah but they will. They will have. They'll be. If they're so bad in five years, if like they'll they'll pick up his fifth year term. Obviously, if he's the player that we all think he is. If they're so bad in five years, then they'll have. They'll be fine. They'll have the cap to to pay him, elite guard money.
2: I mean, that and that that may all be true, but at the same time, I just I don't know. I think you take a guard in the first round if you're trying to get over the hump, and you just roll the dice on somebody hoping you hit it big until you can get. Because I, I personally don't think Andrew Luck will ever come back and be the same. He he may never come back either. and play for the season again. So at a certain point, you're just waiting and saying, you know, I need to roll the dice and try to find another Pro Bowl All Pro player. And Ward may be that guy. He's really athletic and he's got pretty good production. So, I mean, he may turn out to be that guy. If you've got an All Pro at guard, it doesn't really save your it doesn't really save your career. Yeah. If you've got an all pro at guard, yeah. Then you, I mean, you may get Darrell Revis, you may get Richard Sherman, you know, you get somebody who can give you an identity and then you adapt from them. But, I mean, at this point, this is worst case scenario for the Colts. So, I mean, there's really no pick that's going to help them that much. It's just whether they want to roll the dice next year or this year.
4: Yep. Uh, last thing and I'll get off perfect scenario for the Colts I mean I hope they take Nelson at six because I'm a Titans fan and I hope they suck for as long as possible so (laughs) but the ideal scenario for them I would say is to trade and get 12 21 and maybe a third from Buffalo hope Mm -hmm. Nelson's on the board at 12 and take player available because the roster is just so bad pick the best player available at 21 all right guys I appreciate it and I'll hang up and listen thank you
2: yeah. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening, calling. Garrett.
4: Thanks for calling in. Uh, if you want to call into
3: the show as well, you can certainly do that just like Garrett just did. The number to call is 760 587 4082. That's 760 587 4082. Matias, after that, uh, your, your clock is mm-hmm. up. You are picking with the Chicago Bears. What's your pick?
5: Yeah. So I'm pretty glad he buttered up Quentin Nelson because Quentin Nelson's actually the pick right here. Um wow, So okay. uh, when we first did like um, like just a, a a mock draft between the three of us um, off air, um, my pick it, it, it was early in the process before free agency, uh, and the Bears' biggest need was at the time was wide receiver. Um, so I mocked them uh, Calvin Ridley, I believe. Um, but since then they've gotten Allen Robinson. Taylor Gabriel, and Trey Burden in yeah. tight end. So that is not even close to a need anymore. Um, and with Josh Sidden, uh leaving in free agency, well, actually, no, they, they cut him or whatever for some reason. Um, I think guard is probably their biggest need at the moment. Uh, and why not just, just plug in plug in Nelson to be the starter right away? Um, and then you're pretty, you're pretty well-rounded as a team. Um, Vic Fangio has done a fantastic job as a defensive coordinator um and he's done a re- he's just re- done a really good job maximizing the talent that he has. Um so I would just keep trusting him with that and they do they do still have uh, a couple of players on defense that that are pre- that are pretty good. So that that would be my my thinking. Uh
3: that puts me back on
5: the clock at number 9 with the San
3: Francisco 49ers. Uh this Super Bowl is a tough champion, spot. Uh, yeah, no. Um, So this is a team that a lot of people really like going into this year Um, they probably need a receiver I'm not taking Calvin Ridley spoiler Um, they got Jarrett McKinnon paid him a lot of money Um, so I mean they don't need a running back really anymore either Uh, there's not a good offensive lineman in this spot I think a pick that makes a lot of sense for them uh, where really um, value fits the pick Uh I'm gonna go Minka Fitzpatrick and give their defense a a big uh game changer.
5: You can't do that because Will took him two picks ago. That's
2: right. Oh whoa, he worked out a trade that I didn't know about. I was like you somehow got
3: (laughs) Okay. Um I'm gonna need a a minute then. Uh What's the name of the Take guard name again? I forgot it. Quentin Nelson, that's his name. Okay. Now I have up. a running list of all the picks. Yeah. I'm not picking I'm not picking him. <laughs> okay, um, I was <laughs> gonna say I was like, oh no. <laughs> Two in a row. Well now think about it. Uh the 49ers, uh, they're really good inside linebacker. Uh just went to jail for beating someone, so uh they yeah. could use an upgrade at that position. I'm not taking Roquan Smith though. So. Uh Ooh. Um, let's see. You know, the, the more I think about this, the more one name keeps popping into my head. I just don't know that it makes a ton of sense. Um, oh man, they've gone defensive line the last three years, and you'd think maybe they'd go with something else. And I, ah, man, that, that I'm not even tough. sure what they need.
2: I mean, what do you guys think
3: about in terms of just general need?
5: I would take Roquan Smith here.
2: See, okay, mm-hmm. um, if we're talking – okay, so what I think they should do is Roquan Smith. What Tony Pauline has said is that they love uh, Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds.
4: Hmm. So
2: uh, – because the rumor for a while was that they wanted to trade down and get Leighton Vander Esch later, but there's not really, really a market to trade up. And they said if Tremaine Edmonds is there, that that's kind of their guy. So they they obviously think they need linebacker.
5: It's interesting mm-hmm. that they like Edmonds better probably because he's a little bit different than Reuben Foster.
2: Yeah he's he's the high you know he's the boomer bust guy and if Foster you know if the NFL sweeps us under the rug and Foster plays next year and all that then you can take a chance and maybe get an outstanding player if he turns out well and if not it's not like your linebacker group is going to suffer for it. You still have one of the best younger linebackers, you know, in the NFL. So uh, that's, that's kind of what I think they're thinking is who's got the most potential, but if they bust, who won't hurt us? So, mm-hmm. You know,
3: my problem with that is that they've gone defense with their last four first round picks. And at a certain point you're going to have to give Jimmy Garoppolo some help.
5: Mm-hmm. Um. So,
3: you could put him at receiver. Is that what you said?
5: No, you could go receiver. Although Tremaine thought, Edmonds would be a really good receiver, by the way.
3: I thought that you said opinion. and you could. I thought you said and you could put him at receiver. Talking about Jimmy Garoppolo.
5: <laughs> well, probably you probably could.
3: Um. Okay, so right now my mind is between Tremaine Admins, um and and probably Calvin Ridley.
5: Mm-hmm. So no one likes Calvin Ridley anymore. I don't know what happens. I guess his testing his athletic testing came back. Yeah.
2: He's just kind I of a blah like athlete.
5: Yeah. He
3: did run a four four three forty.
5: Yeah, I know.
2: Yeah.
3: I don't know. I guess it was the,
5: the other athletic testing at the combine. I don't know what happened.
3: I'm gonna go Calvin. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go Calvin. I'm gonna go Calvin Ridley. I just think that offense is boring and they need some help that isn't Jimmy Garoppolo.
2: That's I mean that's interesting. Like I I don't I don't argue with it. And the good thing is is you know that that offense will help Garoppolo and Ridley you know get on the same page early. So you're putting him in a really good spot. You're you know it's one of the few teams he could land with that has a you know playoff-ready quarterback and a really good offensive head coach. So, I mean, it's a great fit for both people, especially if they you know, they think that their defense is going to turn it around and be really good this year. So I, I don't mind the pick at all, even though it's not one that we see a lot.
5: Also, I think right. Ridley's game really fits Garoppolo because Garoppolo is really good in the, like, intermediate range, and Calvin Ridley is one of the best route runners in this draft. So I think it's a good pick.
2: All right, Will, you're up with the uh, Oakland Raiders. I think this is an easy pick, but yeah. Um, so I'm going to take uh, Khalil McKenzie nose tackle out of Tennessee because it's Reggie McKenzie, the general manager's son. Um, no, that's who? My, that's, that's my second fake pick. I probably is he really be doing that. Um, no, it's, I'm I'm giving him Roquan Smith. I think it makes too much. Yeah, sense. that's that's what I. Yeah. Yeah. They defended at that
3: position for too long.
2: (laughs) Yeah. They've been bad at linebacker forever. And they just, they don't, either they don't prioritize it or they feel like the draft has fallen to them a certain way where they need to take somebody better, like how they thought Carl Joseph was going to be, you know, a star safety. So they didn't take line, you know, for whatever reason, they talk themselves out of it every year. And every year we're like, whoa, maybe this is the year they got it right and they really got somebody we like. And then all of a sudden, you know 365 days later we're talking about how they need a linebacker so yeah go ahead and pencil in Roquan Smith he's if Bradley Chubb isn't the least likely to fail uh player in this draft then it's Roquan Smith at uh, guards and offensive linemen are real hit and miss in the NFL despite the fact that they get the you know can't miss prospect even though Greg Robinson Luke Jokel and Eric Fisher have all been pretty bad and they all got that title um and Chance Wormack, which we all know. So, if I had to pick two guys that I don't think will miss, it's th- those are the two I'm starting with.
5: Yeah. The Raider, Raiders need need something on defense. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, Matias, you're on the clock with the Miami Dolphins, and if you're listening and you want to call in to the show to tell us why we're wrong or, or talk about a coming-up pick, you can do that by dialing 760-587-4082, 760-587-4082. Matias, who are the, uh, see, who does that? The, the Miami Dolphins. Who are, who are the Dolphins picking? A yeah, team. this Those is Miami. the my...
4: way.
3: A Titan the Titans fans will get their first look at Ryan Tannehill in a year and a half in week one. Maybe.
4: Yeah.
5: So, well, maybe, yeah, because you yeah. don't know who I'm about to pick. That's right. <laughs> so this is my hometown team, my secondary team, I guess you could say. I've never really liked them, to be honest. Always <laughs> been a Titans fan. But um, I always have a, ha- have an eye on the Dolphins, see how they're doing. Um, so th- th- this is a bit of a tough pick also. I feel like they don't have – I feel like they, they, they're they kind of talentless at a lot of positions. Um I mean, they keep trying to fix their offensive line. They signed Josh Sitton, which was good, but Jawan James has not worked out. Larry Tunsil has been kind of not good, um, and I, I don't know. I, I mean, they have Raekwon McMillan coming back at middle linebacker. Uh, he tore his ACL, I, I think, in the preseason. Um, Kiko Alonso is still there. They do have uh, some decent uh, defensive backs in Rashad Jones and Xavier Howard. Um, it I, don't, I I don't know they they traded for Robert Quinn so I, I'm gonna stay clear of the defense. Um, and you know what I'm gonna go with the quarterback and I'm gonna go Lamar Jackson from Louisville. Wow, so I've actually been a bit of a of a Ryan Tannehill supporter because Dolphins fans absolutely hate him. Uh, they don't think he's ever gonna be the answer. Um, I like him. I think he's a fine quarterback, but he's almost 30, about to be 30, coming off a severe knee injury um, that has taken like two years um, to get healed because he came back, he opted not to do surgery, um, and then he tore his MCL or and ACL or something like that. I don't know. He just destroyed his knee again in practice and then was out a whole a, a full year. So that is concerning. Uh, Bill Pullian earlier was actually talking about Ryan Tannehill um, and talking about I don't understand why everyone's kicking him to the curb um and then and then the reporter was like uh well he's coming off a serious knee injury and then he and then Bill Polian said um knee injuries don't matter for quarterbacks so that was the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard it absolutely matters <laughs> it matters for both of your legs you need to be mobile you need to have your your plant foot needs to be good uh your back foot needs to be good too so i i don't understand what bill polian was saying but i love lamar jackson i think he's going to be a high-end high-end quarterback in this league for a long time um, and Adam Gase has shown the potential to really groom quarterbacks in the past. And I think Lamar Jackson with Gase would be, would be really good. Even though Adam Gase has gotten off to a bit of, a, of a, an innocuous uh, start to his head coach career, he's done really good things as an offensive coordinator. And I think he could groom an offense uh, for Lamar Jackson.
3: Um, I'm up now with the Bills. I'm also going to take a quarterback.
5: Josh hmm. Allen. Oh, oh no. that. I, do
3: I, I don't like I do Josh mean. Allen, but I mean, <laughs> I think the Bills' hands would kind of be tied if they were in this position. I mean, they have to have a quarterback. They don't have one. They have A.J. McCarron. So, you start him, you hope to the gods that, uh, that uh, Josh Allen can develop, and I just feel like they won't take Mason Rudolph because their problem with, uh, you know, Tyrod Taylor was that, uh, you know, he couldn't drive the ball downfield enough, and I feel like that would be Mason Rudolph. So I don't love this, but I feel like if I'm the Bills, my hands would be tied, and I would have to take Josh Allen.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, go, go ahead,
5: Matias. No, no, I just don't like Josh Allen. But, I mean, the, the, the Bills are probably going to take him, to be honest. So,
2: Okay, here's the thing, uh, and it didn't get talked about a lot, but now you've got Josh Allen behind a team that lost its left tackle, left guard, and center. Um, so now, so they're going to be so
5: you. bad this year, by the they're, way. They're going to be terrible. Let me, let me read you
2: the uh, offensive line that's going to start for the Bills unless they draft somebody. Deion Dawkins at left tackle, who's a, who a second-rounder last year, who's okay for a project. John Miller uh, at left guard, who I don't know. Russell no. Bodine at center, who is so bad that Joe Goodberry, who I follow, has been putting up gifs of him for yes. two years, getting beaten by, like, nobodies, by, like, guys who yeah. end up on practice squads. Um, Vladimir Dukas uh, is going to play right guard for you. And Jordan Mills is gonna play right tackle for you. That's so terrible. That
5: is that's really bad.
2: bad. I mean,
3: that's like 2015 Titans kinda bad.
2: Yeah, except we had Ruse and Lawan, like back to back. So we at least had one guy who was above average at all times. Like this is I, I don't I don't know. This this is a nightmare. So you're really damned if you do, damned if you don't. I, the, it, uh, I mean, you've got to take a quarterback here because what are the chances that by your next pick that Josh Allen and Mason Rudolph both aren't going to be taken? I, I yeah, mean, you've got to take a quarterback, but your entire, I mean, if I was them, I would almost trade a first round pick to somebody for two above average offensive linemen. And just, just like know that that's how you have to survive. Because if you don't, you're going to get your rookie quarterback killed. So, that's mm-hmm. one of the things that nobody's talking about when they keep mocking all these trades up for Josh Allen. So everybody needs to keep that in mind. Yep. Will, you're up. Uh, okay, so the Washington Redskins is who I have at 13, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so this one's weird because the, the Redskins are sneaky good on the edge – they've they made a move for Alex Smith so I don't really want to give them another quarterback because it's a lot to invest to be mediocre in the position which is where they would kind of be at this point even if they had Lamar Jackson I don't think they'd play him so you know their offensive line is good they've got okay weapons so at the end of the day I went ahead and gave them uh Maurice Hurst who I think is uh one of the best players left available. He's dominating in the middle. He, it, people have argued with me that he can't play nose tackle because he's 275 pounds. But when you watch him on film, if you put him in a system, uh, there's something called a two-gap and a one-gap. A two-gap means your uh, nose tackle line's head up on the center and basically holds him still to make sure he can't get up to the linebacker so your linebacker makes play. And a one-gap is uh, – kind of like how everybody imagines a three technique plays his job is to get upfield and into the backfield and try to wreak havoc so if you put him in a one gap scheme he could play nose tackle in any scheme and still play one tackle and sub package or one technique in sub packages so I, I don't know that there's anything he doesn't do well I mean sure you'd like him to be seven feet tall and weigh 400 pounds but because he's you know, 6'3", or whatever he is, and 273 pounds, and, you know, has a heart condition, which, like we've talked about before, Starlo Tulele had that, and it's never affected him since. So, you know, if if you get that kind of player, just be happy you've got a really quality front seven and then work from there.
3: All right, Matthias, you are up with uh, the... Green Bay Packers.
5: Yeah, I'm going to be honest, I have no idea what to do here. So, I I want to go defense um because their defense is like kind of bad, but they yeah. have players at almost like every position that that should be good. Um so I I don't know I don't know exactly what to do and they kind of need a receiver because Jordy Nelson's gone and their right now it's Devonte Adams. What do you say?
2: Their corners are pretty terrible.
5: Yeah, yeah, they are, they are. Yeah, I'm think I I, I I'm I think I might go cornerback. Uh, I, I I was going to give them Harold Landry, but like they drafted Vince Beagle it, last year. I mean Clay Matthews is still there. Nick Perry's not that bad at all. Clay um, Matthews
3: is the most overrated player in the National Football
2: League.
5: I have no doubt he, about
3: that. He's also he's getting old. <laughs> no, when when was the last time he did anything? Seriously, <laughs> just,
2: I don't I know. Avery Williamson got like Avery, Avery Williamson got a, a four year contract be struggling
3: tonight because they're missing Clay <laughs> Matthews. He's out with injury, and then when he comes in, they like play him at inside linebacker, and he does nothing. That's
0: not a the, I, like, the,
3: the, the first time I started thinking about this. Was I was talking to a Packers fan. And I said, you know, y'all, you know, sucks that y'all uh, don't have Clay Matthews right now. He said, man, Clay Matthews is the most overrated player in the NFL. Coming from a Packers fan, and I sat down and I thought about it, and I wow. realized that I agree wholeheartedly with that. I mean, interesting. He, he doesn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, he's,
5: he he's not good anymore. He he was good in the past. I don't he's think he's a he's not middle
2: anymore. linebacker. He's not. They they keep putting right. him at middle linebacker because right. right. they think he can do everything. He was a really good edge, and they moved him to linebacker because their linebacker got hurt. Instead of ever addressing the position, they just kept moving their best pass rusher back. I mean, I don't know. I would tra- – honestly, if we could uh, trade like a fourth-round pick or something for Clay Matthews, I promise I would do it. Get, get an athletic guy who can play on the outside and for a fourth-round pick and pair him with a rookie first-rounder. That, that won't happen, but I would definitely do that. And then you've got two deep – but should he be your, like, A number one pass rusher? No, probably not. But can he be maybe DeMarcus Ware, like, if you pair him with a Von Miller? Yeah, like, if he went and played with Joey Bosa or if he played with Miles Garrett, I'm, I'm sure he could have a seven or eight sack season.
5: Dude, I don't think they're going cornerback. They signed Tremont Williams and Devon House. They still have Quentin Rollins. That Josh Hawkins guy wasn't even that bad last year. So, I don't think they're going cornerback.
2: Didn't they trade Quentin Rollins?
5: No, no, they traded Demarius Randall for some reason. Right. That's
4: right. That's right. That
5: was weird. That was weird. Yeah, was weird. I don't know what that was. You That's know what? I'm I'm gonna give them a receiver because their receivers are not good. It's Devonte yeah. Adams, and then Ra- Randall Cobb is not good anymore, and he's no. leaving soon. Wow. Then it's Geronimo Allison, Michael Clark, Trevor Davis. I I don't know who these players are. So I'm gonna go ahead and give them Cortland Sutton. Yeah, from uh, SMU. Yeah. I like him. I, I like him, but I, I don't think he's a dominant receiver. Uh but I think he can be similar to what Devontae Parker has shown to be at times with the Dolphins. Um one of those long, lanky guys who can go up and get the ball. And and Sutton, Sutton has shown in college at least, he showed a little bit more explosiveness um on shorter <coughs> routes. He showed the ability to take it take it to the hut if he gets uh if he gets some open space. And I, I think I think if you're the Packers, you just gotta go all in on Aaron Rodgers' last few years. Yeah.
2: So uh, do you all remember uh, back mm, 10 years ago maybe when Philip Rivers had uh, Vincent Jackson and somebody else, uh, Malcolm
5: Floyd, Floyd? Malcolm Floyd. Floyd.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they were like 6'4 and 6'3. And every time the Titans would play them, that would be their downfall, is that they could just beat you deep. like yeah. so, uh, Not that they were fast, but they were so big. Like, you could do that, and then the kicker was they had Antonio Gates on the inside and a really good running back. But, I mean, if you give uh, Aaron Rodgers – who's the tight end? My goodness, who played for the Saints forever. Um, Jimmy Graham? Yeah, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I Uh, forgot they had him. Yeah, if you give him Jimmy Graham, uh, Devontae Adams, and uh, Cortland Sutton – and you just say, okay, we're going to run you know, two nine routes, and you're going to split the seam in the middle. If everybody drops out Aaron Rodgers, you just scramble and run like you always do and pick up seven yards until they stop doing that, and then you can just start dumping it over their heads again. Like, yeah. that, that's, that's a great way to make Aaron Rodgers an MVP again. So I, I, mm-hmm. I love that idea now that you brought it up. Yeah.
4: Uh, for does Luke that bring know.
2: me back up? Yeah,
4: yeah with really the Cardinals.
3: Um, no, I no trying to plans. find someone. Oh, you're saying it's not a tough pick?
2: No, I mean Will.
3: Yeah, it's not my pick. So... <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not. Well, I'm, what I'm not going to do is take Derwin James. That's not happening yet. Absolutely Maybe later. not. No. <laughs> um, I might take him. Let's see. <laughs> the the Cardinals—they need a quarterback. Uh, I think 15 is probably too high for Mason Rudolph, though. Um, Yeah. uh, They need offensive line help. They need a receiver. Uh, So um, I'm going to go with uh, one of those two positions. I'm sitting here. I I have two prospects in my head. I just don't know which one makes more sense. Um, You know, I'm going to go – they they need a lot. I'm gonna go uh I mean every time I say I'm gonna go, I I second <laughs> guess up. I'm
5: yeah. I forgot their quarterback yeah. is Sam Bradford. Totally forgot. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to go
3: with uh McGlinchy, the tackle from Notre Dame. Mm.
5: That's
2: good. I like McGlinchey.
3: Uh I just think that, you know, they lost Jared Valdeer. Uh Mike Upotti is getting old. Ooh. And when you have Sam Sam uh, Bradford as your quarterback, he's so fragile that – and you have Mike Glennon too, I guess. But, I mean, Sam Bradford is just so fragile that you need offensive line help. And I feel like you can get uh, – I, f- I feel like you can get a decent wide receiver later
5: on in the draft.
2: Yeah, I mean, that all checks out to me.
5: A lot of people really like McGlinchy. Honestly, I haven't watched him just because the Titans are not gonna draft him, so
2: Yeah, do not watch him against Georgia first. That's his worst game. But the re- the other game was. Oh, is that the Lorenzo Carter game? Where, yeah, where Lorenzo Carter just smoked him one time. Like that that was by far that, and I've watched McGlinchy for three years because he played with uh Nick Martin a couple of years ago and Ronnie Stanley, like, he was on that line and that was a really good line and I I watched a lot of their film and he was good then. But, goodness gracious, that was bad tape against Mitch. But, yeah, that's that's a good pick. Um, Will, you're up again at pick
3: 16. We're halfway through now. And you have the Baltimore Ravens.
5: Get a quarterback.
2: (sighs) That's, Blacko, that's a
5: thought. is terrible.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he absolutely is. Um, it, okay, it's tough because this isn't necessarily what I would do, but I firmly believe it's what Ozzie Newsom would do. And so I'm going to go ahead and give him Derwin James. Yeah. Um, because they have Tony they,
0: Jefferson though.
2: Yeah. And Tony, Jefferson, Tony Jefferson is not that good. And Eric Weddle is like 38 years old. And plus Derwin James, like is kind of a linebacker. Like he's kind of Mark Barron. So you can run a three, uh, safety set with him, but they need somebody eventually to take that over. And Bernard Pollard is a really good comp for, uh, derwin james like in terms of how he plays like you you can tell me that derwin james runs a 4 two forty and that he can run a three cone in five seconds but he takes some of the worst angles i've ever seen um his best plays are when he's blitzing and he's ultimately i think going to be used more in the box and there's not a lot of places that kind of guy can go but Baltimore's always been really aggressive with their safeties. I know, I know we have peas now, and they don't, but they you know they've always prided themselves on defense. They've already got their middle linebacker, they've already got decent amount of uh, money invested in the trenches and at edge. I don't know that there's a corner I love, so you know, he, if, if Calvin Ridley was here, he would be the pick. And I honestly think that Duron Payne might be the pick too, because he's an well, Alabama that, guy. The receiver more. from
3: the receiver from just down the road from Maryland. What's his name?
2: DJ Moore. DJ Moore. <laughs> I just yeah. So what would happen is is Flacco would chuck the ball really hard at him at short range, and he would catch it and get no yards after carry because he's not accurate enough. Um, and I think they kind of know that, like he would be. He's kind of Jarvis Landry, DJ Moore is a little bit. Um uh, that's that's a different thing. I mean, if they were gonna take a wide receiver, it'd have to be Chark or somebody who can just really stretch the field deep. But you can get uh Kiki Kuti or Kuti. I don't know how you have receivers.
5: That. They um, they signed John Brown. They do the Krasn... same thing Kiki Kuti does. Yeah. yeah,
2: and and but I mean, like if you want another team really also. they just signed So him. I, I, I just went back to Who's somebody that they can convince their fans is, you know, fell to them and it can be Ozzie's last pick and he can get all this praise mm-hmm. while he's there. And, and it just seems like it's an Alabama guy or somebody like Derwin James who's falling down the board. So I, I'm just going to go ahead and give him Derwin James.
5: I can see it. All I right. definitely could.
2: Matthias, you've got the Chargers.
5: Yeah. Is a – Bit of a tough pick. I'm not sure exactly what they need. Wait, is um okay? I know, I know who I'll give them. So um, I don't. I do. I, I feel like they need offensive line. I but but they invested in Forrest Lamp and Dan Feeney. Um, they also signed Mike Pouncey. Um, Russell Okun is actually is terrible, but I mean, <laughs> whatever. They signed. They signed him So I'm gonna. So I'm not going to go offensive line, and I feel like Chargers fans would just would just hate that at this moment. So I feel like they probably need a linebacker. I like Javus Brown and Denzel Perryman, uh, but they're more they're more run stoppers. I think they need someone that's a little more versatile. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and give them Jermaine Edmonds from Virginia Tech. Uh, I, I really like him. Uh, I know Will doesn't like him, Good but value. I really like what he could. Yeah, I like what he could become at the next level um great size great frame only 19 years old he still has a lot to learn um he has to work on on some of his angles and and his awareness there are times where just he has no idea where the play is which is a problem but he's really young um and he'll get better at that but um but he's got a lot of good athletic traits and yeah he's pretty instinctive uh, both in coverage and in run defense so I like him
3: So uh I guess that puts me on the board with the uh with the Seattle Seahawks. Um they're odd, man. They're they're an odd team, the Seahawks are. <laughs> yeah. They're just uh they need a lot. And you know, I'm I'm considering a trade that I have in mind that might make some sense.
5: Um, Ooh. just
3: looking at uh
5: give me a ring. Huh? I'll pick up. Uh, give me a call to one of my uh, one of my teams that I'm picking for. Maybe I'll uh, move up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know. I
3: mean, I, I, <laughs> I just don't know that this is realistic or not. So that's why I'm avoiding doing a trade. Um, I can see the Titans trading up with the Seahawks. That, that that that's that's what I was thinking for for uh, Harold, Harold Landry.
2: Yeah. But um, I, okay. Let let's let's talk about this, but know that John Robinson's not gonna trade his pick. So like he's not no. he's not yeah. gonna end up with less picks, even though I think it's the right move to make. Like, we should definitely talk about it because I think it's the only move that makes sense in this draft. Um is John Robinson moving up to get Harold Landry who is the perfect fit for everything he loves in a player.
4: Yeah, you know, this is I would what like it. we
3: would do, and so I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trade down. The Seahawks go to 25. Wow. The Titans move up to 18, and the Titans are going to take Harold Landry at pick 18. Uh, so we've just made the Titans pick. If you want to call in and, uh, and, and talk Ooh. about our shocking trade that we just made, you can call in at 760-587-4082. We would be happy to get your thoughts on that pick. You can talk to us. But let's sort of break this down because um, obviously the Titans' biggest need is that pass rusher. I I think everyone agrees on that. This Josh Sweat stuff, I don't understand it. My timeline is full of Josh Sweat 24-7. What makes Josh Sweat a John Robinson guy? Everyone he drafts is a high-quality producer in college. Josh Sweat was not a high-quality producer. Give me one player John Robinson has drafted that was not a a high-quality producer in college. Give me one. You, you probably cannot think of one.
5: Um, I mean,
3: think about it. Jack I literally, literally cannot down, think of one. He, he shut down DeForest Buckner in a bowl game. He shut down uh, uh, Joey Bosa in a game. Not him. He shut down all of Kendrick, Derek Henry won the Heisman Trophy. Kevin Dodd had 10 sacks. Austin Johnson was a productive starting defensive lineman at Penn State. Kevin Byard had 20 interceptions at MTSU. Tajay Sharp set UMass' receiving records. Go to the next year. Corey Davis, college football's all-time leading receiver. Adoree Jackson, one of the most versatile players in college football. Taewon Taylor broke all kinds of records at Western Kentucky. I mean the the list just goes on and on and on. He does not draft players who didn't produce in college, and I refuse to believe that he's going to draft Josh Sweat.
5: Yeah, I've been I've been I tweet I tweeted at Will recently and I said that this Josh Sweat hype is it has to be a smokescreen. Because there's no way the Titans who are so secretive about their plans and who Benjamin Albright recently said are the most like, the Ziploc team in terms of, like, letting stuff out are just going to let all of this Josh Sweat stuff out. It, do, it just doesn't make sense to me.
2: Yeah, and so I, I was talking today, and I kind of got into a rant on Twitter about it. John Robinson loves taking guys with really high floors, um, and it, that a lot of that is based on production, and Harold Landry has been one of the most productive. I mean, he led the league in sacks, not this year, but last year. And this year, the only reason he didn't is because he got his—he hurt his ankle but ended up playing through it for most of the games. You know, you watch some when he was – and also, he's a longtime starter. I believe he could have come out last year. I think he's a senior. Um, I think yes, he could have yeah. come out last year but didn't, which is another big John Robinson thing is, are you a senior? Have you played a lot of games? And Landry has. So, he checks off all the boxes. It's a big position in need, and we know that Robinson always goes position in need in the first you know round or two, depending on how many picks he has so landry is and and this isn't just in a vacuum of who's left available. Bradley Chubb and Landry are kind of the only guys Roquan Smith was not very productive uh last year he he was not the guy we saw this year he got better, and players do that, and there's no reason to condemn somebody for it, but that's just not who Robinson has taken. Edmonds is all upside. You know, he's got decent production, but it's not something that you consistently see on tape. And it's, it's a lot of him beating up guys like Wake Forest and, you know, a lot of bad teams. Um, Leighton Vandretch, as much as I like him, crazy good athlete, but he's only been a starter for one year. I, I mean, that's, that's something that John Robinson doesn't like. And there's – you know Marcus Davenport somebody I like is somebody who could be a John Robinson guy he's been very productive but at the same time he's never clashed that elite skill where he's had a huge season despite playing against some worse competition so i mean you know we've already talked about Josh Sweat so he's really the only guy that makes a ton of sense that's at a big need position and who is likely to fall in range of a trade up so I don't I don't know. I don't think it's crazy. I, I've kind of thought about it in that I would be really interested to see if John Robinson would trade his first and third-round picks uh, to move up and get, like, a fifth and a sixth. Because the rumor is that um, the trade value this year is going to be skewed compared to how it was in the past, because teams believe there's more value after the first 10 or 12 picks. They think there's more value on day two than on, you know, day one at that point. So what they're gonna to try to do is sell for less, which would be great for the Titans because they would have to give up just a little bit and in return they could get, you know, more picks, which the picks won't necessarily be as good, but they will have more bodies that they can bring in and more lottery tickets. So if he could trade up somehow and like I said, trade the first and the third for that first round pick and you know, some Day three picks, I could definitely see John Robinson doing it.
5: What's the compensation? Before, before we move,
3: uh, you know, third and a fourth? Third this year, fourth third next
2: fourth. year?
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. Do you, Especially, I mean, do you uh, think that's roughly, fair? Yeah, it's yeah. fair mainly because I don't think, no, sorry, I know that. The Seahawks don't have a second or third round pick this year, so they'll be extra incentivized. I mean, they they have an incentive to trade down, and they've been mentioned as one of the teams that's almost guaranteed to trade down, though so of the Titans. Um, but I can see a situation where this just makes too much sense for Tennessee, and they just make a better offer than anybody because they don't expect, you know, that much of a bidding war.
5: Okay, so. Titans give up twenty five and eighty nine and a fourth round pick next year.
2: Yeah, and then uh let me let me look up what uh trade value. Yeah. So Maybe we're doing some fifth, quick math. Fifth round pick uh, or yeah. We're we're doing some quick math live because we kinda got thrown for a loop.
3: Um Real quick, before we kind of move on away from the Titans, if they stay at 25, Harold Landry will probably be off the board. What do you guys think is the right choice there?
5: I was going to – well, I can tell you that Harold Landry was going to go to the Patriots if uh, if we didn't trade up. So if Harold Landry's not there, um, I don't know. I guess, I guess I'd guess i probably take Van Der Esch or Rashawn Evans. That would probably be the only one that um, – those are okay, probably the, so, the only two that I'd be okay with. Yeah,
2: make the trade for uh, the our first and Tennessee's first and third, which is uh, twenty five and an eighty nine, in exchange mm-hmm. for eighteen, a uh, hundred and fifty six and a hundred and sixty eight. Those are two fifth round picks. The Seahawks have four fifth round picks, so. The Titans end up recouping uh, a pick this year and get to move up.
5: So, no fourth round pick next year.
2: No, no, no. They get a fourth round pick next year.
4: Um, okay.
2: Or I mean, I, I don't know. It depends. Like, it's a seller's or it's a buyer's market right now. So, who knows? But it, just for the just for this exercise, okay. we might as well set the price high. 156
5: and 160? Uh, 156 and 168.
0: Okay, okay. got it. Okay. Good
2: to go. What a move. You're a great GM, Luke.
3: <laughs> uh, one last time, the number to call in if you want to talk about the Titans taking Harold Landry in our draft is 760-587-4082. That's 760-587-4082. For the moment... Until someone calls in, we're going to move on from the Titans on to the Dallas Cowboys at pick number 19. That's Will.
2: Yeah, so um, kind of thrown for a loop. So it's, you know, he was one of the guys I was looking at. But, uh, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and go with my guy, Leighton Vander Der Esch. Um, Yeah. I think he's too good. Reportedly. yeah, they they like him, Vitavea, and uh, somebody else. I think are their their three guys. Um, you know, I don't think Vitavea is that good. Uh, I think Leighton Vanderess can be kind of what Sean Lee was, which is good because Sean Lee's over thirty and he's quietly kind of not regressed, but not to healthy either. So they need some help at linebacker and for as good as everybody swore that Jalen Smith was going to be, and maybe one day he'll get there. He's been okay so far in his career as he's healed up. And, you know, like I said, maybe he'll eventually develop into the guy he was supposed to be. But right now they'll need help at linebacker sooner rather than later. But honestly, you could make the case that corner needs to be upgraded, linebacker, that defensive end long-term needs to be upgraded, you know, wide receiver, almost everywhere on that team has quickly, you know, kind of regressed at, you know, once, you know, two years ago, we were sure that Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott were going to lead this young team to the playoffs every year, but quietly the defense has gotten older and the offense has lost some spark. So they, they need to go ahead and try to rebuild that before it becomes a crippling problem. And Leighton Vandresh is a great way to start that.
5: I like uh,
3: that puts us at pick twenty, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I lost my page. So what, who,
2: who's
5: uh, twenty? The Lions. The Lions. The
2: the oh, staple of okay. mediocrity
5: in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: But you can change so, that. It, w- yeah.
5: it. I mean, I don't want to go back to the Titans, but. Um, the reason that they might want to move up for Landry is to jump a team like the Lions, who Will has pointed out in the past, uh, I think Boston College's D-line coach is now with the Lions, uh, yeah. and they're a team that needs needs an edge pass rusher. So if you're wondering why the Titans needed to trade-up for Landry, just in case.
2: it's a good motivation.
5: Yeah. So <laughs> – uh speaking about edge being a need for the lions uh i'm going to give them a player that i don't particularly love uh but i could definitely see them pouncing on if he falls this far um and that's marcus davenport um from utsa um yeah i, I just feel like they, they need another edge rusher um alongside ziggy Anta, um two two like athletic specimens uh that that are still kind of raw. I feel like Ziggy Antz is still kind of raw, even though he's like 28 years old. Um, uh, I definitely think him and Davenport are kind of in the same mold a little bit. So I I can definitely see the uh, Lions doing that.
2: Yeah. And for a team that had an identity for so long as a really good front four uh, and, you know, kind of, Chuck and, you know, run and shoot kind of stuff on offense where they were just going to try to go for chunk plays, you know, to get that back by getting somebody like Marcus Davenport to pair with Ziggy Ansah and then their, you know, quiet group of receivers, it's actually pretty good. It, it, you could say that if they get better on defense, you could see this team kind of make a run and get back to what it used to be, which was instead of mediocre or slightly under, it was more like nine, ten wins.
4: Hmm.
3: I think yeah, I think that's a good pick, Matthias Davenport for the uh, for the Lions. Um, yeah. Now that puts that puts me back on the clock at pick twenty two. Excuse me, twenty one with the Buffalo. Excuse me, the Cincinnati Bengals. Sorry, mm-hmm. I was looking ahead a little too much. Um. So I I think I'm just gonna uh they they trade for Cordy Glenn, so that gives them a left tackle. I was going to to consider taking Connor Williams, but I forgot about the uh, the Cordy Glenn trade. You know, the Bengals have so much talent on offense. They have a Pro Bowl tight end, a Pro Bowl wide receiver. They have uh, Joe Mixon, who I love. They have John Ross, who I love. John Ross and Joe Mixon were two of my favorite players in last year's draft class, and the Bengals ended up with both of them. Uh, So I think this pick is going to have to be on the defensive side of the ball, and when you look for potential impact players on defense, you know two of the, the better pass rushers just went off the board. Um, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick is gone. Derwin James is gone. So you're kind of at a what-do-you-do situation for the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I'll admit, I I've kind of considered – yeah, I've kind of considered uh, Mason Rudolph for this pick just because I think Andy Dalton has maxed out in terms of his mm-hmm. NFL ability. Um, mm. I I don't know.
5: Um, don't do it. Don't do it because I have a trade coming up. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna
3: take. Uh, I'm not taking Mason Rudolph. Uh, I think Andy Dalton shed, is probably. Yeah, maybe. Um, man, this is this is really tough. Um, I don't want to go Connor Williams, but I also don't want to uh, – hmm. they always draft bad corners, and I don't want to draft a corner because I don't want to do that to that corner. Okay, I, I know what I'm doing. Here, say, here we go. I've got it. I've got the pick. I've got the pick. You ready? Okay. Okay.
2: BFAL. That's my pick.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah. I could see that.
2: <laughs> Dominic Pecca Jr. Yeah, right? Yes, exactly. The guy with all that hair they had for so
5: long. With, uh, with
2: this point, uh-huh.
3: I had forgotten about Vita Vea being on the board. And mm-hmm. when, when you talk about the Lions, they need some sort of impact on their defense. And and I, I think Vita Vea gives them that. Second year in a row, their first round pick would come from University of Washington.
2: That
5: is true. Last year's pick doesn't count.
2: (laughs) Yeah, they
4: they
5: got to actually use a player. Two touches the the whole year. Uh, Marvin Lewis is the worst man. The worst. (laughs) (laughs) worst. Um, Okay, so so it's me
3: with the the uh, block
2: Bills, who already have a quarterback
3: in Josh Allen.
2: Okay, where whereas some of us have plugged in a nightmarish quarterback situation in, uh, I will save them and I'm gonna go ahead and draft Brian O'Neill, the offensive tackle from Pittsburgh. Um Colton Miller oh, is getting a ton of publicity. Uh he's the <laughs> Colton Miller, the offensive tackle from UCLA, but the guy that everybody should be talking about is Brian O'Neill. He's really athletic. He played left tackle. He's He's got a lot of Taylor Lewan in him in that when he gets out in space, he's just so hard to get around because he's not big. It's just he's so athletic and so tall and so long that, you know, he's the perfect guy to run. You know, LaShawn McCoy on those outside runs. You can do some end arounds. He gives you some of that. And he's also athletic enough to be a classic left tackle in his kick slide. So, he you know, There's a lot of ways you can go with this. You could go Isaiah Wynn, which I thought about, but I think he probably will end up on the right side just because that's the way, you know, NFL coaches think. If you're a better run blocker, you go on the right side. It's just kind of an old school mentality. Or he'd go inside. You could go with an inside lineman, but then you're still stuck at offensive tackle with no help. Um, there's there's a lot of different things you could do, but at the end of the day, I thought just go ahead and get a left tackle, and pray that your quarterback situation is better than I imagine it's going to be, and then live live for another day.
5: Sweet, are you guys ready for uh for a bombshell? I am ready for the bombshell.
2: The Titans trade back up. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> that would make this so unrealistic. Yeah. No, no. All right, so uh, the Arizona Cardinals are going to move up with oh, the wow. trigger-happy Where are they? New England Patriots. Uh, yeah. They're way behind. They're in the second round, 47.
3: So they're they're going to have to give up something big to move up that far. They give oh, up their
2: second round. Yeah. Your- oh, you got it.
5: <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I was going to oh, say... Second rounder this year, first rounder second. next year.
2: No. Don't give them a first yeah, rounder. Yeah. They give them a second rounder.
5: No, you need it. You need to give up a first round pick, dude.
2: Are they are they that far away?
5: Forty seven. That's twenty four picks. Right? Wow, that
2: is a lot of picks. yeah, you're right. You'd have to give up a first rounder.
5: Golly. Second rounder this year. First rounder next year. To get their quarterback, Mason Rudolph.
2: Wow. They, they I love pick
3: this pick. pick. I, I wanted to take him at fifteen with the Cardinals, yeah. but I
5: took uh I took McGlinchey instead. Exactly. That's what. That's kind of why I did it. Dude, I could see that happening. Call me crazy.
3: Yeah, I like it. I really do like it.
5: So, yeah. Sorry, uh, I
2: cut out there for a second.
4: Sorry, right, well, I'm writing I'm,
3: I'm
5: uh, right the tweet.
3: Who did you take with the Bills again? I forgot. You took the tackle. What's his name?
2: Brian O'Neill.
3: Okay. And, and Matisse, you're taking uh, with the, the Cardinals, who traded up to get Mason Rudolph. I love that pick. And, and that puts too. me on the clock at 24. It really does.
5: Thank you. Uh, I'm a, I'm a modern-day GM. That's right.
2: <laughs> you're like basically uh, Howie Roseman.
5: I'm draft day. I'm a guy from draft day. <laughs> <laughs> who, uh,
3: you know, people always say that Mike Malarkey looked like him, Kevin Costner. Yeah. Yeah,
5: they do kind of, yeah.
2: But that's like a weird thing to say because it's not like it's like Tom Cruise or somebody, you know, it's not Brad Pitt. Like it's not somebody who like his age group would think is like really attractive. It's just kind of like a regular looking guy. It's like, if I was like, people always compare me to Steve Carell. It's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
3: all right. So that puts me on the clock with the Carolina Panthers who for the last little while have been like one of my favorite teams in the NFL. I think Cam Newton is severely underrated and I just like watching them a lot. Um, so, uh, let's see. The Panthers, uh, their offense is really good. Uh, they might could use an offensive lineman, but I don't really want to give them a tackle because I think some help, perhaps at another position, could springboard them perhaps to to Super Bowl glory. Uh, they uh, they lost Coney Ely, Charles. What's his name is getting old. The uh, the defensive lineman. What's his name? Charles Johnson. He's getting old.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, um, so I would love to upgrade edge pass rusher. But I don't know that there's a great option available at, at this pick. Not that I can think of. I mean, I'm not going to take everybody, everybody tells it. me Josh
2: Sweat's great.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I.
2: Uh,
4: hmm. I think Ooh, it's too high uh, to take.
5: They need they cornerback, now.
2: Just they need a wide receiver. Just
3: I don't think they need a wide receiver. They have Devin Funchess and, and uh the dude from uh from Ohio State.
5: Yeah Peter Samuel. They got Torrey
3: yeah, Smith. And they too. signed yeah, they got Torrey Smith. I think they're fine at receiver. Ooh, uh, Darius Wright.
5: Darius Wright too.
3: Yeah. Oh man. If they hadn't taken McCaffrey last year, which I didn't like, I would take Darius Geis here. But Boy, for... because they have McCaffrey, I, I feel like I have to it either has to be an offensive lineman or an uh, a, a defensive lineman and since i ju- just don't really feel great about any of the defensive linemen on the board maybe i mean maybe cornerback i could see that uh maybe a guy like a jay or alexander from louisville but mm-hmm. i think instead i'm going to uh give them the left tackle well no i forget they paid matt khalil so forget about that no, no left tackle coming to the
5: the Carolina Panthers.
3: We'll go J. R. Alexander then. If that makes sense.
5: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Yeah. Possible I,
3: well. I do too. Uh, Will, you're on the clock at 25, which is where the Titans would have been. Except I stole it from you, so now you have the Seattle Seahawks, who this, I think. By the way, go ahead. I, I, I was going to say now that at, at, now that they're at 25, I think this
2: pick is easy. But go ahead. Yeah. Like that that's why you traded them to me is so you could get like you pulled a great GM move where you didn't even consult the other general manager and you were just like I'm gonna trade for that pick <laughs> which is, is I cool. would have
4: done it too. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um yeah, so this is fairly easy to me. I'm gonna go ahead and take Connor Williams. Um oh, okay. Wow, that's not who I was gonna go with. Yeah, I I think gone. he can like if I'm I mean, this is Seattle, right? Like, we traded with Seattle. Yeah. yeah. They they, suck on the they've, had, they've had the worst offensive line in the league for three years. You know, at some point, you've got to just say, now is finally the time when I'm going to start investing in good offensive linemen in the first round and on day two, and I'm going to surround Russell Wilson with that and let him create and make his plays. I, I think they've shown over the past that they can – you know, kind of find running backs out of thin air like they did with ProSice and Rawls and all those guys. Um, They've been able to, you know, recreate wide receiver success over and over. Defensively, they're probably going to regress, but so far they haven't traded Earl Thomas in this mock draft, so, you know, they've still got him, they've still got Cam Chancellor, they've still got um, a good linebacker core. You could argue that they need some defensive line help, but I've seen Russell Wilson get hurt in each of the last two seasons and it really hurt his, you know, career, not career, but it's hurt his year in years where he probably could with a better offensive line could have been able to drag that team to the playoffs. So I'm going to start trying to protect him now, put Connor Williams at left tackle. If for some reason, even though he's really athletic, if for some reason he can't hold up a left tackle, put him at guard. And I think you can do everything you want to do in that scheme of the guard. I'll try again for an offensive tackle later.
3: I like it. I was gonna take a running yeah. back, but I think that makes
5: sense. Ooh. Oh, you would have given them guys? Yeah.
2: Pro- yeah. Probably. Always... I would have thought. I would have thought about Ronald Jones, though.
5: They both would suck, though, because their O line's terrible.
2: Yeah, so, that's, that's yeah. the other thing is they'd be dead.
5: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm up now. Number twenty-six. Yeah. I think that's the easiest pick in the entire the entire draft. Because
3: who's up?
5: Who's up? Is it? It's pretty, it's the Falcons. It's pretty clear. Like, like who they like and who they're probably going to draft. And I'm assuming it's going to be Taven Bryan defensive tackle from Florida. So uh, when I first watched him, like really early in the process. I didn't like him all that much, Uh, but he's kind of grown on me a little bit. I actually really like him. And if he was there at 25 and our options were a little thin, I wouldn't even hate him for the Titans. Um, but I really like him for the Falcons with Dan Quinn on that defense. You put him next to Grady Jarrett and then Tack McKinley and Vic Beasley on the sides, on the edges. I think that's a fantastic uh, front four for Dan Quinn.
2: Um, yeah, so I'll say this because I do hate Tim Bryan. Um, his <laughs> best year, uh, he which was last year, he started 11 games and he had four sacks and six tackles for loss, and that's a year when everybody has been putting gifs up of him. And they, I mean, man, you've seen the same play about forty-five times because he only makes about twelve of them.
5: So he's on the floor for always, the for the other half.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's on the ground half the time, which is terrible for a defensive lineman. If you're on the ground behind the line of scrimmage, you essentially already hurt your linebacker because you put him in about three or four yards of space with the running back, if it's a, if it's a run, it, it, it's the worst thing you can do is be on the ground. So I don't like table. Now, I mean, Matias is absolutely right. That's who the Falcons are going to draft if he's there. Like, they love him. I, I can't understand why. Like, he's a good athlete. He's not J.J. J. Watt, even though people scream that he's J.J. Watt. Um, he is white, which helps, I guess, that comparison.
5: Um, his athletic profile is similar.
2: Yeah, his play. production is not. And no, not at all. He, he's he's big, and he played in a uniform that people are used to seeing. Get drafted high, and for years, people have been making excuses for non-product for like defensive tackles from Florida who haven't been productive. You know, Dom Easley's knee was going to be fine in the NFL. But what thing to worry about? He's out of the league. Sharif Floyd was going to be great. He kind of showed something, and then he had a medical issue and had to stop playing. You know, it's just over and over and over we hear about these guys from Florida who are supposed to be good because they're wearing the right colors and, you know, they fit a certain athletic profile, and then this happens. I think he's just the next in that line, and, you know, maybe I'm wrong and maybe he's developing, but like I said, even in his peak year to only have four sacks and six tackles for loss – is not a great look for somebody that athletic, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, having said that, you know, that that's one of those things I wouldn't pick him, and you know that that's fine because I wouldn't have picked you know some hall of famers and some you know some really good guys in the past, but he's one of the guys I just really don't get in this draft class.
3: Well, I've got my pick for the Saints ready to go. Um, they're a really fun team. Uh, they're really good at wide receiver. They've got Ted Ginn, Michael Thomas. They're great on the offensive line with Armstead, Unger, and uh, and Ramchek. They've got a Hall of Fame quarterback. And last year their defense for the first time in a while was pretty serviceable. Uh, you got Cameron Jordan on the defensive line. You've got Marshawn Lattimore. Lots of talent on defense, but I'm going to add some more. Last year they passed on uh, uh Ruben Foster. Actually, they ended up kind of one pick behind where Ruben Foster was taken. So I'm going to give them Foster's former teammate in Rashawn Evans. Great pick. Yeah, I, I'm really happy with that pick. I think that that really helps that
2: defense. Yeah, makes a ton of sense. I
5: think linebacker's is probably their biggest need, right? We did not even have. I would them?
2: say
3: uh um, Stefan Anthony.
0: Huh.
3: Alex
5: Anzalone. Oh,
2: yeah, they signed on. pretty um, good, despite what everybody tells you.
5: They signed the Mario Davis, who everyone was raving about as a free agent.
4: <laughs> All right, well, with The Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was probably who I was going to take with my pick, so that is not super helpful. Man. Um. Mm, okay. So th- this is this is the first pick I'm really just you know going rogue on. Um. It it's not the best player on my board, but somebody who I think would be a really good fit in Pittsburgh where they need an athletic linebacker. And it's somebody I've I've talked about in the past. And, you know, like I said, somebody I really like. And everybody's thinking it's Malik Jefferson. And it's not, it's a guy named Jannard Avery from Memphis, who I think is everything Hassan Riddick was last year in college. And he ended up a top 15 pick. I think he's the exact same guy. He played in the exact same conference, put up very similar numbers, it was the best athlete at the Combine, maybe regardless of position. I mean, he was outstanding. Now, do you play him at, you know, edge? Maybe some. Do you play him at inside linebacker? Maybe some. But if they can't get a fast linebacker who can read and react at the second level, they're going to get demolished. They just don't have any guy, anybody there if Shazier's out forever, which he may be. So, they kind of have to make the best of a bad situation with no linebackers there and nobody really, you know, that they, that they, you know, you could make an argument that somebody like Justin Reed or, you know, another running back uh, could make sense, but, you know, they've got Le'Veon Bell and I just think they're going to have to end up paying him. Their, Their offense is going to have to run through him when big Ben's gone. So, you know, as much as I would like to make a better move, that's a ton of value and something like that. Janard Avery's the guy I have to go with.
3: It's fair. Matias, you've yeah. got our
5: our friends from Duval County. Yeah. So uh we're gonna forfeit this pick.
2: Yeah, they wait too <laughs> long on to the clock. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: Just don't get the pick. Um what do they need? Like this is I where mean, Josh Allen should have gone. Quarterback. The this quarterback, right, yeah. So um, I don't know how they're gonna pay all of their defensive players. That's gonna be interesting to see. Uh, I don't know how they're gonna keep their D line together. So they could probably go that direction. Um Is their O line good? I don't who's it? who are no. their guards? No, right? Oh they got no, they I mean, signed Norwell.
2: Yeah, they signed Norwell. Who real quick on a diatribe while you're trying to figure out like kinda who you want uh Mm -hmm. norwell was an undrafted guard uh an undrafted free agent who became the highest paid guard in the league yet another reason why you don't invest a top 10 pick in a guard It, it just i mean there's just so much value and there's so many other good players in the interior offensive line that can play there that you can find later in the draft but sorry go on
5: no no that was good um if I were the Jaguars, I'd probably like get a running back. Cause a running back is terrible. No, I'm just kidding. True. But I it's think true. I think a guy like <laughs> I think a guy like Ronald Jones would actually be a really good compliment to Fournette. But I don't see them taking another running back in the first round.
3: They need a receiver. Um,
5: well, they just yeah, signed they Dante Moncrie for nine million dollars per year. So that was which cool. is absurd. Those are the worst contract in NFL history. Okay, yeah. So. Um, even though they got Norwell, I I still think they need another guard. So I'm going to go ahead and give them James Daniels from, I don't even know. I think he's from Iowa. Yeah. Iowa, right? Okay. So, yeah, I don't know much about him, but I know, um, I know a lot of people like him, including our own Will. So he's probably not going to like this pick for them.
2: (laughs) It is is frustrating because I think he's... He's the guy where you don't have to worry about Norwell being more of a road trader. Um, which is what he is, is like he's kinda of the anti Lee um, talking about uh, Norwell. So put him in a really athletic center. Uh
3: we're gonna mute Will for just a second. He's breaking up like right. tomorrow. Um We're we're gonna give him a chance to maybe <laughs> unplug his mic or something we'll wait on that uh for just a bit. Um I'm gonna be up next, I guess, with the uh the Minnesota Vikings at, at pick thirty. Uh but when you yeah. talk about the Jaguars, I just don't understand. Like I I on the day of free agency I went on the to, to spot track that salary cap website and um I, I like tried to calculate it and I'm like, okay, what are the Jags, how are they going to be left with salary cap money? And they have like negative salary cap money by my count.
5: They're, they're like $40 like they, million they, dollars over the cap.
3: They signed Dante Moncrief. They gave Blake Bortles $20-plus They signed Austin Safarian Jenkins. Um, they signed uh, the guard, Andrew Norwell. I just don't understand how they are paying all these people when you're also paying A.J. Boye, Calais Campbell,
5: Malik Jackson, Marcel Darius.
3: It just doesn't make any I, sense.
5: I just looked it up. Their 29 cap total estimated is going to be minus 44 million. They're done after this.
3: It's nuts. They've set themselves up. And I, I wrote an article a month or so ago titled the Jacksonville Jaguars are completely clueless. And I got like hate mail and all sorts of stuff. I got dirty emails from Jags fans, but it's the truth. No one does what they're doing and has success. No one.
5: I mean, the, I'm guessing they're gonna get rid of Bortles, and then Dante Fowler is probably gone. But they're still they're still way over the cap. I have I have no idea what they're gonna do. Yeah. Um, do we get Will back?
3: No. He gone uh, well, he he just sent me a message. He said my call dropped, and then he said, "Also, that dude needs to FOH. I don't know who he's talking about. That dude.
4: Because
3: oh. we just talked about a lot of people.
5: I know it was something else.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll we'll I'll keep an eye on Will. See when he gets back in uh in in our show. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and make my pick for the. Uh, for the Minnesota Vikings, this will be my last pick. And you know, this is a team that doesn't really have a ton of needs. Well, will is,
2: Will mm-hmm. is back.
3: Will, can you yeah. hear us?
4: Am hey, I still cracked?
3: No, you're you're better. Go go ahead and talk about your Jags pick a little bit more, if you will. I know. Uh, no. Oh yeah, yeah. But you, you were Matisse. talking about Mattis'
2: Jags pick. Um,
3: he was talking about
4: Daniels? Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I, I like Daniels a lot. He's really athletic. um He'll help cover up for Norwell, who's more of a north-south guy, which you can generally exploit those guys with guys like Casey. But if you give him an athletic center to kind of help on those duo blocks and do you know on those ace blocks and up, it's it really kind of hurts your scheme. So I really hope they aren't smart and go somewhere other than center and take some flashy guy like Derwin James, who's you know going to bust like they did with Miles Jack. Um, I hope they do that, but James Daniel would be Daniel's would be a really smart pick for them.
3: Um, so now I'm on the clock with the Vikings and this is, they're so talented. The Vikings are, um, it's hard to find a position that needs an upgrade. They've got Kyle Rudolph at tight end. You've got Diggs and, and, uh, at receiver. You've got a pretty decent offensive line. Uh, good, two good running backs and Murray and cook. You've got Kirk cousins. And then you turn to the defense and it's just like pro bowler after pro bowler after pro bowler. So I don't really Uh know what they need. So I'm going to, with pick 30, give them uh, someone that I think could be very, very good for them uh, and that they could probably use in a lot of ways. And I'm going to give them uh, Lorenzo Carter from Georgia. Because if you think about it, on the Vikings' defense, you don't need you know, someone to be Brian Arakpo and get 10 sacks a year because they already have Everson Griffin, they have Daniel Hunter, or Daniel Hunter, however you pronounce it. I just think that their defense is so talented, they can afford to draft someone who at his best gets 15 sacks a year and at his worst is a matchup guy because of his athleticism. So I just think he'd be a good addition and could probably make that defense even better than they already are.
5: I really like him.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. also the thing is, is uh Daniel Hunter is a free agent after this year, I believe. So it gives mm-hmm. you leverage to either franchise tag him at the end of the year and then try to trade him, which people will trade for a really good edge rusher. You know, Anthony Barr
5: is also also a free agent.
2: Yeah, so so go so think about that is you can go ahead and franchise one of those guys at the end of the season after you've made your Super Bowl run trade him to some team like Cleveland who has a ton of picks stockpiled, get a second-round pick for a guy that you were going to let walk anyway, and now, you know, you've got his replacement in-house already. So that's the kind of thing you can do when you're a team like the Vikings that has a ton of talent and just paid a quarterback, you know, $100 million. So, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, we've got ten minutes left in our show to make
3: the final two picks. We'll start with you, Will, who uh, – uh, what team do you have again? Do you have the uh... – That would be the New England Patriots. Oh, okay. Super Bowl, Super Bowl losers
2: indeed. Um, so this was weird. Um, on one hand, I really wanted to give them uh, Josh Sweat, Not because I love Josh Sweat, even though I do think, you know, when you start talking about the top six edge rushers, his name should probably come up. But uh, he fits the profile really similar to Derek Rivers, a guy they drafted last year out of Youngstown State. Um, Mm -hmm. Justice Mosqueda, you know, runs that – runs something he calls force players and Sweat is a force player and so is Rivers. You know, it's one of a handful of guys out of the class. So it, it, it makes sense. It's their biggest need. Um However, the Patriots don't pay wide receivers. Um, They get them for cheap. So drafting somebody like DJ Moore at the end of the first round makes a lot of sense. Somebody that everybody says is going to be a good player who's really athletic and a really good route runner. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and give them uh, DJ Moore from Maryland. They need somebody to fill that vacant hole, too, that they traded Cooks for.
5: The rich get richer. Yeah, yeah.
2: it's it's tough. There, it, it, it seems like there's nobody there for the Titans to take that I really love at 25, and yet when I get to 31, it seems like there's 100 people <laughs> that I'm afraid of the Patriots right. taking.
5: Plus the Patriots uh, in that trade down with the Cardinals, they could probably get Josh Sweat at 47. That's true. Light years ahead. Right. Us, as, us as GMs, <laughs> <laughs>
3: and that brings us to uh, the last pick of the first round, which is held by. Uh, my list went away. Who, who has the last pick?
5: It's me. It's me. Tennessee Titans. Oh, it's the Eagles. No. I mean. Sorry.
2: Yeah, it's. it's oh. A oh duh, the Eagles.
5: <laughs> what are yeah. the Eagles? So, need? Uh, they don't need it. Uh, they don't need anything, so I'm just going to go with the best player available, and I'm going to look to the future uh, because they don't like Wendell Smallwood. Corey Clements, pretty much a pass-catching guy, and Jay Ajayi is a free agent after this year, so I'm going to give them Darius Geis, and they're going to win the Super Bowl again.
2: Absolutely. It's, that's the exact that's the perfect pick and nightmare scenario for everybody. In the-
5: for, every, for every team. Yeah, so I mean, what it's did like you the just one
3: thing... You cut out for me. You cut out for me. Who
5: was your pick? Darius
3: guys. Ah, okay. That makes a lot of yeah.
2: sense. So, it's like the one thing they don't have is a running back. Like, they're, they're the only team in the NFL that's too deep at quarterback, has a great offensive line, and a really good defense. The one thing they didn't have was a running back, and Matias just fixed that for them.
5: Yeah, they're going to be... I like that pick. They're going to be unreal.
3: I don't know that I wouldn't take Ronald Jones instead of him just because of the kind of offense they like to run with the, the run-pass right. options, running out of the shotgun. I feel like Jones could be a better fit, but I love Geis. I think he's an outstanding running back.
5: I really like him, and I think people underrate his his uh, receiving ability a little bit and also his pass, pass protection ability.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's the best LSU running back to come out in like 40 years. Agreed. Um, So this wraps up our draft. We have about
3: five minutes left before Blog Talk Radio is going to kick us off. Um, The NFL draft is two days away. Uh, We will be back uh, with an actual podcast episode probably on Monday. Uh, We'll give ourselves a day after the draft to kind of regroup and uh, and talk about that. So maybe, maybe Sunday afternoon, Monday, we'll have our next episode um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we do have a couple minutes left, though, so I'll pose this question. Um, first of all, tell me, of your picks that you made tonight, which do you think was your your favorite? And number two, uh, other than edge rusher and maybe even other than inside linebacker, what is the Titans' next biggest need after those two positions? So I'll start. My favorite pick was probably – Landry to the Titans, I just think that makes a lot of sense, and that's great value at 18, even with having to trade up. And uh, I think the Titans' biggest need, other than those two positions, is some speed at wide receiver.
5: Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think wide receiver might be the third third biggest need for the Titans. I know we want to trust our young players, but to be honest, they didn't show Enough in their first year to to earn any benefit of the doubt. Uh, I mean, except for maybe Corey Davis in that in that Patriots playoff game where he showed out. Um, but I don't know how you can trust Taiwan Taylor going forward, or even T.J. Sharp coming off a a foot injury. Um, my favorite pick, um, I think it's it, I can't really pick, but I think the two running backs, uh, Geist to the Eagles, and also Saquon Barkley going to the Broncos. I think those are two outstanding fits.
2: Um, yeah, those are good picks. Uh, My favorite pick is probably uh, Maurice Hurst to the Redskins. I just really like Hurst and think he should be getting a lot more attention. I think him and Ryan Kerrigan and some of the other pieces they have would really be kind of an interesting thing to watch, especially if they started, you know, really emphasizing a one gap scheme. (laughs) Um, as far as need, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you necessarily have to have a burner in the NFL. I think it helps. Um, but I think playing a spread out or like a really wide offense with a guy like Corey Davis who can go deep and get it, and a guy like taiwan who can go and occasionally stretch the field deep enough to make a play. Um, I think you can get by with that. But you know, speed never hurts. Um, but I, I would say the next biggest need is probably I I mean it's edged twice honestly. I mean if if we're really being you know, who who we should draft third. We should draft another I, I could see that happening.
5: Dude, and when I mean, we get Mata Offa in the third round, we're going to, our faces are going to, it's going
2: to be yo, unbelievable. We're gonna, we're gonna, yo, if that happens, y'all gonna, like pop, call me at my house and we'll talk about it because that'll be dope. <laughs> um, but other, than other than that, that if I have have a team, team, team. when they get uh, Mata Offa in the third round. Yeah, probably. If they, if they trade down and get, uh, Josh Sweat, or if they get you know Leighton Vanderess, people are saying that falls out. If they draft Leighton in the second, in the top of the second round with the trade down pick, get uh, I don't know any any linebacker who's in that range, and then come back and get Mataafa, or uh, sorry, not uh, any edge rusher that's not Hubbard in that range, and then get Mataafa <laughs> in the next. Like I think that's a really good idea, but we'll see. Safety's also that uh, we may need to talk about.
4: Right. Uh,
3: speaking of safety, I uh, I talked to a uh, Jonathan Ciprian the other day and recorded that interview. That will that that will be coming up on the Titan Size podcast in a few weeks once the draft has kind of died down. And he had some good thoughts about. Uh, I I, I asked him what he wants to do better next year, and the things he said really fall in line with the criticisms we had for him. So. That'll be fun. Uh, draft in a couple days. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday or Monday. Really exciting time of year. I think all three of us have said before this is our favorite day of the NFL calendar for sure.
5: Yeah. I cannot wait for Thursday and Friday. Probably Friday. Yeah. Friday. is yeah. better.
2: Uh, it, Well, I don't know. But, yeah, it, it's like Christmas. <laughs> it's like a three-day Christmas.
3: Follow the three of us on Twitter uh, at – uh, matty wad for matthias at Lomas 72 for will at luke underscore worship for me follow titan size at titan underscore sized stay tuned to our website titansized.com plenty of draft content coming from there until we talk again for will lomas and matthias Wadner. i'm luke Worsham. thank you for listening to the titan size podcast live this has been a lot of fun enjoy the draft